0: This morning, um, I just want to share a quick thing. It kind of just highlights what the kids talked about, Um, but I labeled it palm tree branches and confetti. So that is what we're going to talk a little bit about this morning, and I'm going to go against uh, my own grain this morning, and I'm going to bring up something that I'm not really passionate about, but I know probably a lot of people in this room are passionate about, and that's sports. I really, I really am not a big sports person. Um, but we're gonna talk a little bit about some sports this morning. And if I get things wrong, you can see me after service. I'll be right here to answer all the questions that I do not know the answer to about all of the the hockey touchdowns and um, the, the you know, and all that kind of stuff. But we're gonna do a couple of things here this morning. By show of hands, how many of you are Pittsburgh? sports team fans. We bleed black and gold. It flows through our veins. Put your hand. Come on. Put your hand up people. Come on. I know there's more than three of you in here. Now, if you're not a Pittsburgh sports team fan, do not put your hand up because we do have security and we will escort you out of the building because this is Pittsburgh area. All right, now we're going to do something else this morning. We're going to go by applause. How many of you are fans of our Pittsburgh Penguins? Applause. Give me an applause. All right, that's pretty good. Now by applause, how many of you are fans of our not Steelers, but Stillers? Pretty good. Pretty good. Let's do the penguins again. I have to, we have to gauge these two penguins. Okay, the Steelers. All right, they're pretty even they're pretty even now. I'm afraid to bring this one up and if you clap, it is really going to show your true colors to the rest of this church family here this morning. I don't even this could be bad if anybody claps and you're the only one. I'm truly sorry, and I don't feel bad for you, but how about the pirates? All right. All right. All right. We can cut the, cut the clap track. Just turn it off the pirates. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the, the Steelers and the Penguins. That was a pretty close tie, but since I'm up here and I'm talking this morning, I'm going to go with the Penguins. If I had to pick a team, if I had to pick a sport, it would be hockey and I would pick the penguins. My cousin played a lot of hockey. I went to a lot of his hockey games. He was actually part of the Pittsburgh baby penguins program. He has like a whole Pittsburgh like official Jersey with his name on the back. So I'm going to pick hockey. And one of the things I remember uh, from my high school years was back in 2009 when they won the Stanley cup. And I remember going over to friends houses and we were just on the edge of our seats and we're watching night after night. And finally, that final game they win and it was just amazing for me back in 2009, but we're going to move a little bit forward and we're going to jump to their most recent win, which was Does anybody know which which 2017. Come on, people. I thought I was going to have problems with the sports stuff. I don't even watch them, but I Googled it last night. 2017 was the last time they won the Stanley Cup championship. They defeated the Nashville Predators four games to to win for the second consecutive year. Can somebody say amen this morning? Two years in a row back to back champs. But something that is celebrated just as much as a championship win, I think is the championship parade. I don't remember the cha- like championship parades growing up, but I think it's always been a thing. But the championship parade, I think is celebrated just as much as the win in the hometown of the winning team. And we're going to paint a picture this morning of the parade in 2017 in downtown Pittsburgh. First, There was an estimated 650,000 people in attendance, 650,000 people. There was music. There was celebration. There was joy. There was an excitement. Everybody had a smile on their face. People were stacked up on buildings and bridges and parking garages. I remember always seeing the photo of, you know, you see like, You see the championship and there's just people just all over these parking garages and confetti. This is where the confetti comes from. Confetti comes rain. It's raining down in the picture and everybody is just excited. They're yelling. They're shouting. They're screaming at the top of their lungs for our beloved penguins. And all this excitement would have happened before the parade even started. Before anybody even stepped foot on the parade route, all this excitement would have happened. And then we see our beloved team. They're dressed. They're, they're just ready to go. They have the championship. They're in these vehicles, these luxury cars, everything's all decked out. And the crowd just goes even more crazy. The cup, the players, the vehicles, coaches, team owners, Everybody of importance are all crowned with royalty the day of the parade. And how many of you would agree it would have been quite the spectacle to see, to witness. Did anybody go? Has anybody ever been to a championship parade? Hats off to you. I would not go. That would not be. But I can just imagine being there and just all these people. And you can can literally probably feel the excitement in the air. Now let's take a snapshot of that day. So remember what we just described. Let's, let's remember that and let's go back some 2000 years ago to what we call Palm Sunday, which is what we are speaking about today. When Jesus came riding into Jerusalem, not on a Ferrari or a Lambo or whatever else you want, but a donkey. Pastor Nate hinted this morning a little bit as he read those verses, and I'm going to highlight a couple this morning. We're going to be in Matthew 21. We're going to be down at verse 8. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna! Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth in Galilee. The people that day, just like the kids described this morning, thought Jesus was coming to rescue them. That he was a savior but he was an earthly savior that was coming. He was going to come overthrow the Roman government. He was going to take back what had been taken from the Christian people. He was going to cause a riot. He was going to cause a rebellion. You know, the citizens were going to arm themselves and we're going to march back and we're going to stick it to the Romans. You see, for years, the Christian people have been under the Roman empire and many believe that Jesus had come to free them. They they believed that he had come to raise a rebellion to take back what was theirs. So when Jesus arrived, the people were excited. I mean, you think about these people are just under this rule and Jesus comes back and they hear, they hear the whispers. He's here to save us. He's here to take back what belongs to us. Get your, get your, get your things ready. We're going to start a rebellion. Things are about to go down it's about to get real. We're going to do these things, people. And they're excited. He's walking into the city and they see him walking and they see him coming and they're shouting and they're yelling and people are stacked up on the walls and people are stacked up in buildings and they're taking off their jackets and they're laying them down for him to walk over. And they're taking their palm branches and they're waving them and they're laying them down for him to walk on. The people believe that Jesus would change everything. And now that he being their trophy had been returned to them, that things would be better forever. Things would be good. We would be back to what we belong. Things would be given back to us. Things are about to change. Now, what do we do whenever our teams win the national championships? We're excited. We think they are the perfect team. Nobody can beat them, especially whenever they win back to back. They are the best. The coaches that we have are the best. The players that we have are the best. The things that they do are the best. Nobody can touch us. Nobody can beat us. We are the best, which is true for that year. It's hundred percent true. That team, whatever championship they won that year, they were the best. But then what happens? Mm, then, you know, The championship happens and there's a little bit of a break usually and then and then they start playing again and then. Oh boy. Yeah, they really messed up that game, didn't they? Yep, you know, they won last year and now they're doing these types of things like come on guys. You know, what do we do? We try to be a coach. We try to scream through our TV. If you would just run the ball instead of throw it, you would have scored. You would have won that game. We judge them. We start tearing them down. We start thinking, oh, they're not so good. They're not so great. Yeah, they were my team last year, but now they're necessarily not my team because they're not doing so good. Good. That coach doesn't know what he's talking about. That player doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, That manager traded this person whenever they should have traded this person. And we go through all these things. We begin to doubt them. We begin to hate them until we commit the ultimate sports sin. And we say, I am not going to watch another game until they start winning again, because if I quit watching, they will start winning because you know, that's what the Facebook comments say, you know, Oh, I just started watching and they're starting to lose. I should probably quit watching. And the same thing happened to Jesus. The kids highlighted this morning. He rode in, it was a spectacle. It was a triumphant entry. I'm a little bit of a history nerd and I love history and I listen to this podcast podcast called the history of Rome where they literally start at the beginning and they go through like the whole Roman history. I'm only maybe a third of the way through and I've probably been listening for like four or five months. It's very detailed, but a triumphant for a Roman general was the highest thing you could get you would go off to war. You would take slaves. You would take ground. You would take grain. You would kill the enemy. You would bring all of that back with you. You would parade them in the streets, all your prisoners, everything that you had captured. And as, as the generals come walking in, the people go crazy. They're throwing pedals. They're yelling. They're screaming. The generals all dressed up. Okay. Okay. That is what it was for Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. And what happened? The kids described it this morning. Several days later, the crowd turned on him, just like we do after our teams win their championships. We turn on them because we start seeing the fault in them. We start not agreeing with them. The crowd turned on him. One day they're saying, Hosanna. The next day they're saying, crucify him. And they want him put to death. They don't believe in what he, he, he's doing anymore. Why? Because he didn't take the sword off. He didn't do what we wanted to do. They begin hating him, and eventually they see him put to death, which he was. But sneak peek come back next Sunday. He doesn't stay there. He's only there for a few days, and then he comes back. So today's a reminder of how great Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was. And it is a reminder that even though we may turn from him, he will never turn from us. He always continued to care, guide, love us for who we are. Yesterday, we had our egg hunt and we gave a little card, an invite card out for next Sunday, Easter Sunday. It just said, hey, join us for Easter Sunday. This is what time our service starts. This is our address. And on it, it said, come as you are. So come as you are hurting. Come as you are depressed, as you are sad. Come as all these things are going on in your own world, in the global world, in your own life. You come as you are. You can bring your pain, your hurt, your misery, your anger, anything you want to bring with you, you just have to come. And Jesus can help you. He will set your path straight. You see, Jesus came to this world to seek and save the lost, to comfort those in need and to comfort and heal those emotionally and physically. And he willingly did this. He was not commanded. He was not bribed. He was not sitting there, you know, and, and in jail, whenever they arrested him, he wasn't sitting there. And somebody came to him and said, you know, if you just, just go along with this, like we'll, 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 boost you up on this pedestal, we will say all these things about you after your death and, and all these things. He was not bribed. He was not commanded. He willingly walked every single foot to the cross to die for us, to die for our sins and to give us the gift of eternal salvation. And it is a free gift. It does not cost anything. The only thing we have to ask him is to come into our life and forgive us of our sins. It's as easy as that. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? If anyone's here and you would like to receive this free gift that we talked about this morning, the gift that Jesus has the gift of salvation, one that can heal and save you one that can help you and guide you through life. The kids had a beautiful representation of this, this morning. All as we did this after them was highlighted. If you would like to receive that gift, all you have to do is raise your hand. Everybody's eyes are closed. Everybody has their, their their heads down. And all you have to do is repeat this prayer after me. And I'm going to ask everyone, to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, thank you for sending your one and only son to die on a cross for my sins. I realize that I have done wrong in your eyes. And I ask that you forgive me. I ask Jesus into my heart this morning so that I may live forever in heaven with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Simple as that. Prayer is simple as that. Remember, Jesus came. And there was a triumphant entry, but there was also a betrayal and he was also let down by us, but he does not change. He stays the same through it all. I want to thank you for being with us this morning. Um, Our kids did an awesome job. Uh, How many of you were blessed by what was said and sung this morning? Uh, Thank you for being with us here this morning at Evangel Heights Church. Uh, And if you are free next weekend, I want to invite you out to Easter Sunday. God bless.